0: Welcome to the Fried-Hartman Leadership Podcast from the Center for Excellence in Spiritual Leadership, the podcast dedicated to developing and encouraging spiritual leaders for the kingdom. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the FHU Leadership Podcast, and I'm excited to have you with us today. And today's going to be a special episode. We have uh, two students with us. First time that we've had students on the show, guys. Welcome. I have Isaiah Leininger and Timothy Sekula. And so, guys, welcome.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Well, um, and so we're going to be talking about a recent trip. And there's also two other guys that are kind of represented on our podcast today that aren't actually here with us. And that is Caleb Hammond and Hunter Brockman uh, about a recent trip that we went on. And so, first of all, let me encourage you to uh, share Uh, this podcast with your friends. Uh, Also, if you haven't heard other episodes from season one or or earlier in season two, go back and listen to those. I will say uh, this is our final episode of uh, season two, uh, the fall semester of 2023. Uh, We will start back with season three in the spring of the year, Uh, hopefully get started in January for the spring semester. And so if you have Uh, topics that you would like for us to cover on the FHU Leadership Podcast, please email those to me at jketchum, j-k-e-t-c-h-u-m, at fhu.edu. You can email me suggestions for um, topics that you would like for us to cover and uh, any feedback that you'd like to give me on the show. And so let's get to our program today. So today we're talking about maybe not one specific leadership topic, but we're, but we're talking about this concept of um, training young men and giving experience and the value of experience. And so I brought these two guys on because we've uh, recently gone on a trip to South Georgia. And so guys, um, let's begin talking about uh, this, this trip. Let's tell begin by starting, by telling us how this came about from your side.
2: So uh, you sent us an email, uh, that's how I first got involved with this. I knew about the trip before because I'm friends with Tim, and I heard him talking about the fact that he got invited to come on the trip. And then you sent me an email a few days later asking me to come along, and we went down to uh, a congregation near G- Valdosta, Georgia. We did a gospel meeting, and you were encouraging us and inviting us to come along. And it was a, it was a great trip, and we'll get more into that later in the episode, of course. But, uh, you know, we send that email out. I made sure the you know the congregation I worked with was all right with me missing a Sunday and a Wednesday, and they were more than happy to to send me off, which maybe says something about the fact that you know I worked there. But anyway, uh, you know it just they they were they were very encouraging, and I was very very thankful to get to go on this trip. Well, this was actually the um, idea of Dr. Rogers and
0: Shane Copeland, who's the preacher at the Welcome Hill Church of Christ, and also works for the Georgia State Patrol. And he had this idea of having some Freed Harmon students come down to South Georgia and do a gospel meeting, their, their regular gospel meeting. And so this gospel meeting ran through Sunday through Wednesday night and having four speakers come and a professor take take them down. And and also, um, so Dr. Rogers asked me if I would help uh, lead that trip. He's the dean of our Bible department here. And so I was willing to do that. And so I uh, recruited uh, four of our Bible majors to go on this trip. and And so we were... Uh, planning this and we went left on saturday and had to drive all the way down to valdosta and we were going to um we're we're so blessed because we got to preach each of the young men got to preach once all of them got to lead singing and i got to preach in the bible class and did the morning worship on sunday morning and then each of the guys took one of the nights sunday through wednesday night and so uh timothy uh just tell me about your uh idea about going on this trip why you wanted to go and how um, how it met your expectations of what you thought going into it
1: I mean it was certainly something that was kind of not expected uh, I kind of had my semester planned out from the very beginning and then all of a sudden here is a giant giant jam in the gears but it was a good one because it, it kind of recentered this last half of my semester um, I, I think trying to get back onto the topic of the question, I uh, don't want to ramble too far off it, but uh, it was—I forgot the question. <laughs> I don't ramble too far well, off what
0: it. Was, what was your expectations going expectations, in?
1: Expectations, yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, with, with any sort of trip like this, it is—it's uh, always interesting to watch details play out because all of a sudden it's, well, you know, we're, we're cooking five meals at the thing, and then the next night it's, oh— congregation has said that they're providing all of your dinners so you don't have to worry about that so flexibility uh something i've learned (coughs) in youth ministry on the mission field um but but something was applicable here as far as my expectations i knew i was with you know some uh, four got three guys i knew individually Mm -hmm. but not together as a group and so my expectation really was unsure i didn't know what to think about it but as we left saturday morning it started to sink in this is a time for connection for recharging and for growth yeah and i think we hit all three of those that week
0: it was during the middle of our semester as you pointed out and so the guys had to take off class i had to work out my class schedule for to get some subs or uh, to work some things through online and so the guys made a big commitment to, to miss class. And, of course, and I know we joke about that a lot about students missing class, but it is, especially Monday through Thursday. But the reason that uh, Dr. Rogers and the, the College of Bible wanted to do this is we want to give our young men more opportunities uh, to experience ministry on the field, if you will, uh, to take the classroom uh, to the world and be able to get that um high-impact practice, as we call it in education, where you're actually putting it into practice and it's able to really to get feedback on how this goes in a real-world setting. And so these guys each had a sermon. I developed a topic of a great salvation, and we went through that each night. And so I talked about uh, drifting from our great salvation. I talked about our great Savior, the story of the cross. And then Hunter Brockman on Sunday night talked about the great grace of God. Uh, Timothy talked about the great victory of our faith. Uh, Caleb talked about the great plan of salvation and then Isaiah talked about our great reward and they all worked to put their sermons together and got feedback on their sermons and we also were able to connect this really the neat thing was able to connect this with a larger church there in that area, Welcome Hills a little smaller church, um, the Forest Park congregation in Valdosta with their preacher, uh, one of our our freed grads, uh, Dr. Wesley Hazel and so they were able to provide some of the meals, they were able to provide a beautiful cabin for us to stay in. Uh, Some generosity of the members were able to really just take great care of us down there. And because of these things, uh, we were able to then connect with Forest Park and learn about Latin American missions, um, visit with their mission director, Caleb, or Carrie Gillis. And also we were able to spend some time with Wes being able to mentor the young men and talk and interview him and for him to teach them some about the role of a minister in a local congregation. And so, Isaiah, uh, how did this go for you in connecting this with Forest Park, and what did you learn from that experience?
2: I thought it was a great opportunity. Uh, like you mentioned, we got to spend a lot of time with Wesley Hazel, and he is a man who is a very genuine man. He's a very hardworking man, and he encourages his, his congregation to do the same. And so we got to go in, and we got to see a part of what his week would look like in terms of preparation and and going out and visiting. We, we spent a couple hours with him going around visiting people in a hospital and stuff like that. Um, like you said, we got to talk with the uh, Director of Latin American Missions, Kerry Gillis, and talk about what an amazing opportunity that is to go down to places like Panama and Honduras and, and other countries like that to spread the gospel and how encouraging it is for their young people there at Forest Park and for other people in the area to go on those mission trips and to really uh, see themselves as someone who can do a Bible study and see themselves as someone who can talk to someone about Jesus. And so just getting to sit and talk with Wesley about his experiences as a minister, his, his triumphs and his failures, his successes and his, his sob stories, you know, it, it it's something that I was aware of. My father's in ministry, my grandfather's in ministry, I'm in ministry. And so I've seen some of the highs and the lows, but it was good to hear another perspective on that.
0: And, you know, one of the things I enjoyed most about the trip uh, was the cabin we stayed in.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh,
0: the cabin was out on a very secluded place surrounded by trees. You had to drive down a gravel lane or a grass lane to get to it. Had a huge pond, lake, you could almost call it, out there. And it's a very traditional cabin. We had it to ourselves. And, and that was awesome for a comfort standpoint. Everybody had their own bed. And, and we had a kitchen and things like that. Uh, but what was also neat about that is that we got to then kind of debrief and we got to spend a lot of time just talking about God, talking about church work. And it was really a neat experience for me to be able to be with these young guys, be encouraged by them, see their faith, uh, hear their zeal for Christ, and also to be able to talk to them about a lot of things. And so that was a neat. What did you think about the cabin, Timothy? Oh,
1: uh, of course, I'm, I'm an outdoors person, so you know, just being out away from everything is awesome. And it's one of the things I miss the most while I'm at Freed. I love Freed, but you know, being downtown is very different than going to bed surrounded by the croaking of a million frogs out in front of your garage, at your uh, at your floodlight. But it was great to be away in the sense that, almost in the same way that Christ went away, to be surrounded by those who are focused on God. I know the first night we spent hours out on the front porch just talking about not just the sermons that we were going to uh, preach and the, the work we had to do, but also just where we were. And, and we, we shared some things about ourselves. You know, so, some of us who hadn't really gotten a chance to know each other yet just shared where we were in our faith and, and what we were dealing with and struggling with. And because of that, you know, we, we sat there, we prayed for each other, and we grew closer not just with ourselves, but with our faith and with our Lord. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> and I just kind of want to touch on that, uh, the idea of the cabin. Uh, the cabin was owned by some of the members there at Forest Park, and they graciously allowed us to let us stay there at no cost. In fact, uh, the Welcome Hill congregation even tried to pay them for that cabin, for the use of their cabin, and they, they neglected to, to take that. Uh, but, you know, just in terms of hospitality, we were incredibly well-received. I think we—I think I counted—we had at least seven meals provided for us in the couple days that we were there. You know, we had the cabin. We had, you know, so much—just people welcoming us into their homes for meals or for for visits. Uh, it was an inc- it was an awesome trip to just to go and meet new people and to be reminded of just how awesome Christians are.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that idea of how the Welcome Hill Church received us. So, the Welcome Hill Church is a. Um, we might say a historic church. It's been there a long time. It's been there over 100 years. Um, and it's out, a very rural congregation uh, in South Georgia. and But they were, a church of about 25 members, but how did you feel like they received us?
2: They, they were incredibly excited to have us there. You know, from the moment that we got there on Sunday morning, we had people, you know, wanting to talk to us, wanting to get to know us. You know, we had... People always coming up to us after we would lead singing or after we would preach, and just letting us know how much they appreciated it, letting us know how much they valued having people who decided to spend a week of their own time to come and, and, and be with that small congregation out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so it was it was really nice to get to meet some of those people and get to know them, and uh, especially Brother Shane, the, the minister there. He had some some fun stories for us with his time in and, and the, the state troops. And so uh, he was he was quite an interesting fellow, and we enjoyed getting to know him.
0: Yes, he was, and uh, he's got some freed connections, and, and we appreciate Shane and the elders there. And the church, they love singing. They love worship. They had great attendance at the meeting. Uh, they were very eager listeners. And you know, guys, one thing that I appreciated is, I mean, they, they viewed you guys uh, like it was a guy that had been preaching for 50 years that had done meetings his whole life. I mean, the, the way they talked about the sermons, the way they uh, listened to the sermons, they were so encouraging, so uplifting. And, and they said, hey, we want to sing more. So we started singing more songs afterwards. Uh, they were just a, a, a very encouraging church. And I think that that really fed back into us and making the trip great and the experience that we had. Um, and then we also got to go to Georgia Christian School and represent Freed Harmon and also do a chapel there, uh, which went well. What was your experience like with uh, Georgia Christian guys?
1: So... Uh, my dad works at a, a Christian school, so I was kind of familiar with, with the concept that things are really different whenever you get into that private Christian school territory, um, but it, w- it was very interesting just seeing the, the way things worked there, just who all is involved, how they're involved, uh, the way they do their chapels, but also to see, you know, how do they, how do they connect with topics. Whenever you're working in a school context, you can always notice the students who are getting it. Mm -hmm. You you can always look out and you can see whatever I'm saying, it's clicking right there. And so it was interesting. Uh, Isaiah had this idea to change up their order of worship a little bit to where, you know, I I was asked to lead singing. So I, I led a song and then he spoke and then I led another song afterwards. So I had to stay up there. And while you're up there while someone else is speaking, it's a really interesting opportunity because you get to look out and see what they're seeing without having to think about what they're saying uh, – without having to think about what you're going to say next. And so I was you know, listening to him and watching for reactions, and you start to notice even if you're not you know, moving the whole crowd, you're making impacts. Things are starting to click in some minds, and so I think that's really important even in a Christian school to get those voices in there, to get those lessons in there to really engage in different ways and to bring about uh, those lessons.
0: Yeah. As Isaiah and you guys did a great job with that. Uh, and, and, Kate, that and that was just a, a
2: great opportunity, you know, to go in. I didn't mean to cut you off, Dr. Uh-huh. Ketchum, but, you know, to just to go and, and to be an encouragement to those kids and to let them know that there's a, a place for them like Fried Hardman, you know, where they can continue their Christian education. Uh, and and I appreciated the chance that they gave me to speak and the the willingness that they, they had to let me kind of tweak their order of things a little bit to, uh, so that i could kind of present my, the lesson the way that i wanted to and it was also just awesome I had, I had a cousin who's one of the cafeteria ladies there so it was good to see her i hadn't seen her in a long long time uh but it was you know was just a super super awesome opportunity to go and to, to speak to those kids and to to tour that school and to get to see some of the things that they're doing there yeah it was really really good
0: yes yeah, so and this trip i wanted one of the reasons we're on the podcast is that the center for for excellence and spiritual leadership helped provide for this trip as well as the church there at Welcome Hill and provide for our funds that it cost us to travel down and, and eat and things in our traveling. And, and this is what the center wants to do is, is is enrich local congregations and pour back into leadership. And also one of the things that, that we see in the ministry of Jesus with his disciples is Jesus would teach, and then he would send the disciples out to do, and then he would call them back to what we might say reflect. And so uh, on this trip, we felt like we... We have the teaching on a weekly basis here at Freed Harmon. And then we went out to do and actually practice these things. And you guys, for, for Hunter Brockman, who was on our trip, a, a new Bible major, he was able to, to preach his first sermon, first full-length sermon that he preached. And he did a great job. And so, Absolutely. you know, give him that opportunity. We, we teased him. We said, what, a, what, a, what an opportunity. He's, he's preaching his <laughs> first gospel meeting and his first sermon. He we said on the preacher bingo, he's already, <laughs> already hitting <laughs> two right there boom. (laughs) They want to use that all year. But anyways, (laughs) uh, but anyways, we had that opportunity to to actually do. And in fact, these guys even got me up to lead a song. Uh, Some of them going down really weren't song leaders, but the church got all of them up leading singing. Of course, Timothy's a great song leader. Isaiah does a good job. And uh, Hunter led, I think, some of his first singing. And uh, Caleb, who doesn't normally sing, led singing. And I even led a song, which was a, a stretch. And so uh, but that's that. the whole point of this podcast today is to share the story, but also to say in your local congregations, you've got to get your young people doing stuff. It's not just enough to teach them. you got to get them active. you got to get them doing things. And and whether it's a mission trip, whether it's a gospel meeting, and that's what we at Freed Harmon want to do with our students. We want to realize that for them to to apply these things, we got to get them active in doing it. And and so we hope to do some more of these, hopefully maybe one a semester even in the future, uh, through a weekend or things. and. And, and so if you, if you know of, of congregations or, or you're a smaller congregation that might would benefit from something like this, of um, Freed Harmon students, Bible majors coming and getting experience in preaching, uh, then reach out to me. And, and it may be something that, or reach out to Dr. Rogers, and, and it may be something that we can arrange in future years uh, to both represent Freed Harmon, represent the Lord, but also encourage the church while also getting our guys some real world, real church ministry experience um let's talk about some lessons guys as we kind of uh wrapped some of these things up and talk about some lessons that you guys learned i want to read a couple that uh caleb who wasn't able to uh, come and be in our podcast today uh, but caleb went and he was able to, to preach twice too he preached at forest park at their they had like their trunk or treat we were there over halloween time period and so they had their trunk or treat on that sunday evening and uh out at their georgia bible camp their youth camp there and had a lot of activities we ate supper out there with them and caleb preached there and then hunter and the other two guys went back and hunter preached out at welcome hill and so caleb uh shared with me some lessons he wanted me to share and here's three lessons that he said that he learned he said first of all be humble he learned uh this this trip really emphasized in the ministry experience and the knowledge he gained uh, do your research uh, one of the things that that I and Wes talked to him about is talking about going into work with churches and things. Uh, learn as much as you can about a congregation before accepting a position. And one of th- We're trying to talk to these guys about uh, getting their first job and, and what to look for in a congregation and, and how do they go into that congregation. And so that was one of the things that was emphasized that he learned. And then thirdly, he says to lift others up. Uh, don't be in the self-exaltation business, but look out for the interest of others and lift them up. Uh, Show members and elders appreciation for their successes and their work and equip others. Uh, We we were able to go eat eat with one of the elders and his wife at at the Forest Park Church, and he really talked to these young men about how you get the members involved and you then allow them to teach classes and allow them to do things and get that experience, exactly what we were trying to do on this trip. And one of the things that Caleb noticed is, is, how that elder emphasized, don't do all the work in a congregation, but equip others to be able to do that work of ministry. So those are some of the lessons that Caleb learned. Um, Timothy, what are some of the lessons you learned?
1: I think the first word that came to mind is connections and the importance of them. Uh, And that's kind of twofold. Uh, The the first is that, you know, even the smallest connections you make will come back to benefit you later. I'd met uh, Wes and Carrie briefly uh, in January, we were, um, was a part of the Freed Hardeman University Corral, and so we took a two-week kind of tour around the southern United States, and one of the spots that where we stopped was Forest Park. It was a Wednesday night, and so we met Wes uh, beforehand. He helped us, you know, get where all the places we were staying, and then Kerry taught the Bible class that we attended. And so, you know, kind of brief encounter, it was that night and then that next morning, it's one of those things where I remember going there, and while we were there, I was pointing out, you know, there's where I stood whenever I sang, and that's where we had, they had the table set up for pizza, but it came back around, and now all of a sudden, I'm here in Valdosta, Georgia, on this trip, and I know people, but it was also, both from just experience and the stories that were shared, connections interpersonally as a minister, you know, we, we never see an example, really, of someone being truly alone. Either they take on—the people of God either take on a disciple, like Moses takes Joshua, Elijah takes Elisha, or they go out and they're sent out in pairs, like the Limited Commission, Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas. And one of the things that was emphasized was how those connections benefit you in church work. Because ministry can be a very lonely job. Mm-hmm. It can be a very—you're you know, set apart unfairly, and you've got no one to connect to, but your other ministers get it. And and so that's something that you and Wes were relating to us over the years with your different uh, congregations and church works and the different struggles there. But it's also something that we got to see because, you know, on the ride back each night, it's like, I like this point that you made. That impacts something I was studying here. It, it kind of came with the recognition of in 15 years, when I'm looking at moving from a congregation I've been for a while, who am I going to call? I'm going to call Isaiah. I'm gonna call Caleb. I'm gonna call Hunter. I'm gonna call these fellow brothers who I'm connected to because even if they don't have insight, we're in this together.
0: Amen. Yes.
2: Uh, so true. And Isaiah, what are some lessons you learned from this? I think it was just it was less about the lessons that I learned from me and more about just being reminded that I can do this. Amen. Uh you know, I, I work with a congregation out here, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, as the associate minister and I preach on Sunday nights and I do the Sunday morning adult class every week. And this semester has just been really difficult for me in terms of, uh, you know, being able to get everything done that I want to, you know, had a lot on my plate, had a lot on my mind. And my preaching has had greatly suffered because of that. I was not feeling as prepared as I would have liked. I was not feeling like I was delivering those lessons as well as I could have, you know, I was just in a rut. Uh, But we got down to Valdosta and I got to speak at the Christian school. And I got to speak at Welcome Hill, and both of those went pretty well. I think. Yeah, very good sermons, and I appreciate that. Uh, and so it was just it was good for me to remember, this is why I'm doing this. I, you know, I, it was good for me to remember that I enjoy doing it, that I that I can do it. You know, it's just it's a matter of making sure that I have my faith in the right spot. And so that was really kind of a good, you know, way to step back from the busyness of campus and to say, okay, my priorities have gotten a little out of shape here. I haven't been spending as much time in the Word. I haven't been spending as much time in prayer as I probably should have. And because of that, my ministry is suffering right now. And yeah. so that it was a good way for me to step back and reflect and think, okay, some some things need to, need to change about what I'm doing right now.
0: Well, well very, appreciate that very much, Isaiah, and those thoughts. And uh, it was really good for me in that, you know, one of the reasons I came to Freedom Harmon is to work with Bible majors to work with future preachers uh, for future leaders in the church. And so it was really good to be able to put that in practice and to take it out of the classroom. And so I appreciate that. Hunter shared some thoughts that I want to read. He said, Our gospel meeting trip to Valdosta was a great experience for me. For starters, I am new to the field of preaching and I've been nervous about my lack of experience. Not only was this a trip great and a great opportunity to preach, but I was able to do it with a professor who was open to help with anything. I needed or to answer any of my questions. Throw in three amazing guys who I now call three friends who are all great preachers that I got to watch and I was surrounded by talent to learn from. The Welcome Here congregation was as welcoming as could be. It was a mutually encouraging endeavor uh, for both the church members and us. Not only did we get to preach, but we got to absorb so much advice and insight from Dr. Ketchum and Dr. Hazel. From the day-to-day duties in the life of a minister, working with the congregation and eldership, and to more knowledge that they wish they knew when they were entering ministry. I was really blessed to develop connections and deepen my relationships with everyone involved with this trip, and I'm extremely grateful. Uh, When he talks about his lessons that he learned from it, he says, a running joke along this trip uh, turned into a deep realization for me. Uh, We had so much food, didn't we?
1: Amen.
0: (laughs) I've been dieting this week just trying to recover. We, we ate so much, so good. It was, it was wonderful, and everybody just took such good care of us. Um, my wife uh, sent down a, a whole pantry, uh, Taylor says, or Hunter says. Uh, Dr. Ketchum cooked us breakfast each morning, and, and he throws in a note here, guys, don't ask about the coffee.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the, the, my coffee, one morning, Caleb uh, said, Caleb was the only one that drank the coffee besides me, and Caleb said, he said, Dr. Ketchum, I think you've done something that's never been done. You've been able to make coffee taste like Earl Grey tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anyways, we, we struggled with the coffee. But any, the Welcome Hill Church uh, had a great potluck. The church members had us over to their house, and they all took such good care of feeding us. We were abundantly fed, says Hunter. And we joked with Wes, and he said, you need to watch your weight in ministry because people will constantly be feeding you. But the reason he said this is because it's a true sign of how people show their love. All aspects of this trip show me one very obvious truth. We are surrounded by people who love us very deeply. This is one of the biggest ways I see the Lord at work is the godly love his people have for others. And it pushes me to strive more to help bring people closer to Jesus. So great uh, thoughts there by Hunter. Um, So Caleb shared some lessons that he learned. He said people are generous when you give them the opportunity. Number two, no matter where you are, you can be with family. The church is our family. and Any congregation can be like home. And third, he says, while I do have a lot to learn, I have plenty of people who want to help me do so. There are a lot of Pauls in my life, and I don't have to be a Timothy alone. And that's, that's a great sentiment there. Uh, and we don't want our Timothy to be alone either. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy's one of our guys here with us. All right, guys, um, what, what final thoughts do you guys have of what maybe you wanted to say but haven't been able to say? in reflection on this trip and and what you'd say about others being involved in experiencing and doing things in ministry.
2: This, this trip was, was really good for me. Like Tim mentioned, you know, we, this was four students and a professor who hadn't necessarily spent a whole lot of time together, but you know, the drive down to Valdosta and the nights in the cabin after the meeting, I mean, we would stay up for hours and we would talk for hours about anything and, uh, and so that was really, really good to connect with those guys. But it was also really good con- to connect with the members there at Welcome Hill. Uh, several of them have added me on Facebook after, after the meeting and have proceeded to continue to encourage me. Uh, you know, if they see something, uh, you know, a lesson that I've done or a post that I've made, they will, they will comment on it and, and let me know that they're thinking of me still. So those, those connections, like Tim was saying earlier, those aren't just something that, you know, was there for that one week. You know, obviously, we were only there for a couple days, so we didn't get to know those members maybe as much as we would have liked, but there's still an opportunity to connect with them and, and reach out to them through the, the virtual world that we live in today, which is what I'm very thankful for.
0: Yeah. Timothy?
1: I, I like that word that both Hunter and Caleb used there, that word of family. You know, that, that's something that's really sticking out with me as a senior Bible major who's about to go off into their full-time work who knows where. Um it's there's kind of been these nerves that I haven't been letting show, but they they've been there. That I'm gonna be somewhere completely random by myself. I, I may not know anyone there, but this was a good reminder. God's people are everywhere, mm-hmm. and God's people love God's people. That that's how John tells us in First John that we will identify each other. They will know, and by this you will know they're Christians that they love one another. Mm-hmm. That, that, that nature of sons of God. And so I think just that reminder that we are connected no matter where we are, no matter who we are, and going into ministry, no matter where you are, there are going to be people there that love you. It is something that I know I need to take more into my daily life, but I, I think is a good encouragement to share.
0: Yeah, amen. And it, it helps us to realize that um, that we have people that want us to succeed that want to encourage us, that love us, that that want to uh, pour into us. You know, one of the things that I often tell leaders is that you don't have the responsibility and you cannot fill up anybody else's cup. Uh, But you do have the responsibility to pour out your own cup. In other words, you have that responsibility to pour into others, to give to others. Now, what they do with it is up to them. You can't force them to take it. You can't force them to take the advice, the lessons, or the opportunities you give them. But you do have the responsibility of offering them uh, yourself, offering them the opportunities, offering them the advice, offering them the counsel, the love and the encouragement. And so we should pour ourselves out into others and into service of Christ. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time to be on uh, personally speaking. And I really enjoyed the time together uh, with all four of these young men. I, they are uh, outstanding young men uh, who have a bright future ahead in the Lord. And they are very talented in their uh, pulpit work, they're teaching, they're song leading, uh, but they also have great hearts that I know are going to take them a long ways. As we wrap up this season, I want to mention that you need to be planning on the dates of February 4th through the 8th of uh, our Fried Harmon Bible Lectureship. This year, we're going to be talking about the book of Revelation, Triumph of the Lamb, the Battle with Evil in Revelation. And so that's February 4th through the 8th. It's going to be a great week, and we have activities for all ages. We have the teen lectures, which were really well attended last year. We have special classes on different subjects. Uh, so come on and, and be with us. Be looking uh, for that um, schedule and all the lesson topics to be coming out soon. Uh, I um, want you to know that if the center can do anything for your congregation or for, for your leadership, then please reach out uh, to us and continue to um to know that we wanna be a resource uh, to you. Thank you for listening to season two, episode 10. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fried Harmon Leadership Podcast. For more great content and to see the services the Center for Excellence in Spiritual Leadership offers your local congregation, please visit www.supportingspiritualleadership.com. Until next time, remember God uses ordinary people to lead his people into extraordinary feats.